the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet, audio shit posting for today's edgiest teens. I'm your host, Asterios Kovados, with us is Sriracha. Hello. Um, there is so much news packed into this episode. We have so, this, I have never had more to talk about than we have to talk about uh, this week. I want to start with something right off the bat. The loudest podcast is moving to Wednesdays. Uh, we've been coming out on Mondays. We're not going to be coming out on Wednesday mornings. We'll get into why in a little bit, but to make up for it, we're putting on two episodes this week. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, we're putting on an episode on Monday. We're putting on an episode on Wednesday because we don't want you to miss any of the content you love. Um, the the cereal cold wars are heating up. I was in the cereal aisle. I saw a bunch of incredibly disturbing stuff. We have a new cartoon out, the new sticker club. But before we get to all that stuff, I know the coom suit has also been heating up. Yeah, Grand Admiral C sent me the whole documents from the coom suit. And of course, we're referring to the Twitch lawsuit from the gentleman that just can't stop cooming. Mm -hmm. I I sent it to you. I emailed it to you. And the first, it really... This is fantastic. I'm so happy that I have access to this because the first 25 out of 56 pages are just pictures of women, scantily clad women. All right. I've got this up. Um, All right. Eric Estabillo, Superior Court of the State of California. Uh, Jury trial demanded. Okay. This all looks pretty normal. This looks pretty, pretty good. Okay. And Amaranth number. Wow. Her side boobs are bigger than most people's front boobs. Kugit Quidco. I see. Oh, this is way more explicit than I thought it would be. See, when you say like booby streamers, I just kind of imagine like a girl with a low cut top. Twitch streamer ST Peaches deep throating a bottle of Corona. Oh, my God. Wow. Jade the Jaguar. I mean, a lot of these are clearly not taken from their Twitch profiles. Like, look at Christy Pride. Like, those are some professional glamour shots. And then on page 13, it's just tits. Okay, hold on. We need to go to that. (laughs) Yeah, you're right about Christy. Yeah, you're right. Some of these aren't. Wow. Wow. Okay. Look, this is distracting me from recording an episode of The Loudest Podcast. I can't imagine how much this is distracting him. Is this allowed on Twitch, the two girls making out with each other? You see that, right? Um, as long as you can't see their nipples, I think that's fi- uh, fine, right? I, I mean, mean, the p- first picture he has on here is literally of some girl's pussy. Clothed. I mean, wait. No, is it? that's that's some girl's pussy. Okay, hold on. I'm scrolling up. Oh, you're no, you're right. No, you're right. That's Amaranth. these pictures are in black. <laughs> these pictures are in black and white, so it's kind of hard to see where the panties end and the fun begins. But no, that's all fun. Okay, yeah, this is insane. Um, this is probably going to be the most fun the judge is ever going to have in his or her chambers. <laughs> like, like. As someone who has unfortunately had to read lawsuits, they they don't usually begin with a bang like this. This is this will get your attention. My favorite is when here's how you know somebody is absolutely out of their mind crazy is when they include anger screaming caps in their lawsuit. Uh, page twenty six. I'd like you to draw your attention. However, the cream of the crop. Dot dot dot. Twitch's most egregious act yet. Dot 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 is. 
in all caps, officially partnering with a porn star known as Sasha Gray, who attracts anywhere from 2,000 to 7,000 viewers on a daily basis, some of which are undoubtedly 13 years or younger. Wow. This guy's really just doing it for the kids, huh? That's true. Yeah. This, look, this guy sounds like a super duper hero. I love this guy. <laughs> Check this out. Yeah. Page uh, 27. The plaintiff had purchased a flashlight previously, which went largely unused until Twitch. <laughs> Mr. Estevio began using the device while he watches female Twitch streamers and often ends up chafing his penis every day with the device, making it extremely painful and constant, which ends up causing redness and mild infections at the tip. Since the flashlight is electrical, and also vibrates. The plaintiff, therefore, often has to use Neosporin on his tip to prevent necrosis. Well, hey, it sounds like he bought this flashlight before Twitch. It's not Twitch's fault that he just happened to have, and not just any flashlight, an electric super vibrating flashlight? That's not your off-the-shelf model. Yeah, that's like an alcoholic going to the liquor store and getting a giant like gallon of whiskey and being like, oh, damn work making me drink this. Exactly. <laughs> the plaintiff often stays up for hours staring at the breasts of girl streamers, which end up damaging his retina and making his eyes bloodshot for days. Eye drops do nothing to hide his shame from his parents. You know what else will do nothing to hide your shame from your parents? Uh, filing a 200-page lawsuit in uh, in Santa Clara County Supreme Court. Yeah, how, about how you can't stop cooming. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, eyedrops do nothing to hide the shame from his parents, and he is often questioned by people he comes into contact with as to why his eyes are so bloodshot and red, which leads to further embarrassment and isolation. At that point, you have to just lie. Like, yeah. Just be like, yeah, I was smoking Halloween. That's fine. I'm also going to say, if I see a guy who smells like Neosporin, whose eyes are bloodshot and red, I'm not asking him a lot of questions. I'm just giving him his Del Taco and sending him in, sending him on his way. Hey, bro, why is your eyes so bloodshot? Uh, uh, fuck drugs. <laughs> <laughs> the plaintiff wants ejaculate. Here's the famous one. Mm -hmm. The plaintiff wants ejaculated on his PC monitor, causing a short circuit and a small fire within the electrical system of his gaming rig and causing his apartment to black out temporarily. Now, let me tell you, I listen to the voicemails. That's my job is I listen to all the voicemails. Very, a lot of you are electricians and called in to talk about why this is completely fucking stupid. And I'm sorry, I can't play all your voicemails, but thank you for those of you that did call in. We, uh, one specific electrician is going to be calling in. We're going to be interviewing him live on our Wednesday show. He's a patron of ours. And he says he's a longtime electrician and he wants, and he will tell us whether or not it is possible to... Turn your computer into a computer. Long time electrician, longer time coomer. <laughs> Is he going to come on and confirm? <laughs> yes, exactly. So you got to tune into Wednesday's show. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen this actual lawsuit, please, please check it out because it is so fucking funny. Literally, there are just so, so many pictures of tits. Um, request for relief. Injunctive and immediate cancellation and permanent ban, all caps, of the female streamers listed above. $25 million in punitive damages. 
Goodness gracious. Permanently banned for such sexually suggestive content as has been displayed in this lawsuit. Wait, no, does he only want to ban the ones because there's only like 25 streamers, but he says he's following 756 streamers. He wants all of them banned. You know how hard it must have been for him to find all these photos of these busty bevy babes, like, to put in his lawsuit? Even his lawsuit is causing his penis permanent irreversible necrotic damage. I mean, I kind of agree with a lot of these are not appropriate for Twitch. Well, a lot of these, we don't know if they happened on Twitch because a lot of these, like there's a photo of a girl in the gym taking a selfie. I mean, look at on page 20. That that looks like a clip from a Twitch stream of Pokimane's ass. <laughs> like, okay, hold on. Mm, yeah, that does look like a... Because you can see the chat. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And Pokemon did add the word thick as a Twitch on-screen uh, Chiron, you'll notice. And the number is 18 plus. Um, on page 18, I don't see what the big deal with this cutie Cinderella is. I don't know why she got caught in the crosshair. Like, obviously, she's got some sexy Instagrams, uh, but this one's pretty tame. The one of the screenshot of her Twitch channel is pretty tame. Is that her wearing... Uh, like a bridal veil? It looks like it. Okay, so like maybe he's saying that's false advertising because like she would never marry someone whose penis was falling off. Like maybe that's the problem here. Her, him and Russell Greer need to tear, team up and sue all of the thoughts of the world. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, well, we will, uh, do you have anything else on the coom suit? Uh, on page 15, there's literally just a girl with her breasts out. Like, she's put some kind of paint on them, but th those are just her tits, right? Body painting is allowed on Twitch. It is? Yes, it is. There was, like, a big uproar about it at one point, and I remember Twitch was like, body paint, okay, okay, body painting's allowed. I don't think that should be allowed. <laughs> you are sounding a lot like you're on this guy's side. I mean, you just, just... When I look at Twitch, I'm not seeing tippy streamers because I'm not looking for them. Like, you have to, it, if you just go to twitch.com, it doesn't just fill your screen with these people. You got to dig. Yeah, you're right. This guy is clearly, because he says that he can't stop because he has followed 756 female streamers and zero male streamers. So he's probably getting bombarded from the algorithm, just nonstop boobs. I completely agree with this algorithmic problem. What he should do is start a new account that doesn't have like the cookies and the algorithm baked into it. He just start a new account and then you could exist in a pretty tippy-free world here, buddy. Yeah, I get fed a lot of my algorithm. My algorithm really thinks I like soccer matches for some reason. On Twitch? Every, yes, every time I log in, it's like 40 soccer matches. And then I watched one for a couple of like a half an hour the other day just for fun. I'm not a big Twitch person. But I watched this guy for half an hour just comment over it. He was sitting there, he's just eating chips, commenting over some soccer match. And she just randomly say. That's bullshit. That's fucking bullshit. Do you guys see that? That's fucking bullshit. And no explanation whatsoever about like what was bullshit or what shouldn't have been done or what the ref should have called. Just, no, that's not a fucking flag. That's bullshit. <laughs> now, people are doing this so they can get away with just rebroadcasting entire soccer games, right? Because this falls under like the commentary transformative fair use clause. Yeah, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of 
sketchy ways that people get around that. Like, I saw an Instagram model the other day. She was recording some fight, like some celebrity fight, and she would just put it on Instagram Live, and then randomly she'd, like, film herself smoking weed. It's like, no, Bad Bunny, put the camera back on the fight. I don't want to see this. (laughs) Wasn't there... I think you're talking about someone who rebroadcast an entire UFC match live on Twitch because they put themselves up in the corner with a controller pretending that they were the fighters? Yes, I've seen that. It's a good one. Oh, look, look, maybe Twitch should be sued. Get rid of all of my stuff. Get rid of them. All right, we'll be right back after this with more of The Loudest Podcast. Welcome back to The Loudest Podcast. Here's what burns my beans, Sriracha. Oh, no, what's burning your beans, Asterios? What was burning my beans last week? Uh, cereal or cereal some shit. Cereal is still burning my... Wait, what were you saying? I cut you right off. Cereal or some shit? Yes, okay, look, you didn't really have anything else to say. Yes, cereal is still burning my beans. There is a cereal cold war between Kellogg's and General Mills that the mainstream media is not talking about. No one's reporting on it. I'm going in the cereal aisle the other day. I'm seeing evidence, evidence, shots fired here, shots fired there. I'll get into it. But first, Count Chocula. I remember last episode, you said you didn't know who Count Chocula was. I'm still not like 100% on what Count Chocula looks like. Okay, I'm going to pull up a picture of Count Chocula real quick, and I'd like you to describe him to me. Count Chocula is an ethnic minority mm-hmm. with bad teeth mm-hmm. and a big nose. He's a vampire. He's a vamp. You can't start with vampire. He doesn't have sharp teeth. Well, I mean, you don't need fangs to like suck down the chocolate milk. Yeah, he does. His te- his teeth are. He is. He has the flat teeth of an herbivore. Why does the vampire not have fangs? That's like one of the. Defining characteristics of a fucking vampire is that they have fangs. Because you don't need fangs to drink the delicious chocolate milk created when you pour milk into Count Chocula cereal. No fangs required. I'm not convinced this is a vampire. You see that cravat? Who else wears a cravat like that? Actual counts? (laughs) He has a widow's peak. He He's does. got point. Wait, why does he have pointed ears? I don't know. He has elf ears. Wait, vampires don't have elf ears. I'm confused. This is weird. I'm now more confused. Do you see the bat in the background, at least at the full moon? Yeah, bats exist. Do you see how couch? Do you see how the logo to couch chocolate shaped like a bat? I think he's just a count. I think he's just a nobleman. Okay. Well, that's Count Chocula. Okay. All right. That's what Count Chocula is. Interestingly, you you are not the only person who said, I don't know what Count Chocula is. Um, I have a comment here from a listener. Lucas Chef says, Count Chocula may be the most boomer product ever. I've heard 40-year-olds mention it so often, ouch, but I've never seen it in my life. I don't believe it exists. Robot Bacon then asked, well, do you buy your own food or do your parents? Because if you go to the cereal aisle... You're going to see Count Chocula, and this guy says, yeah, he just doesn't go in the cereal aisle. He just goes to the grocery store for fried chicken and soda. And that kind of did resonate with me. Like, I think your generation was taught that cereal is just garbage, unhealthy trash that you don't need in your bodies. It is. My generation was taught that if you didn't start your day with cereal, you would die of rickets or something. Cereal is like... The bird food 
of human food. It's so bad. It's not even, it doesn't even taste good. Like if I wanted to eat sugar first thing in the morning, I would eat a muffin or a cookie or something. Like when it comes to food that is packed with sugar that you can start your day with, America is like tops. We have literal sugar syrup we can pour all over carbs. Why would you choose to eat this? This is stupid. That everything you just said is exactly how your generation feels. And it's kind of like, I can't, I can't argue with you from like I'm a health objectively pers- right. Yeah, I mean you're objectively right. Like from a health perspective, it's like dangerous and wrong to open to start your day with cereal. But I will say this: you sound a lot like someone who's never eaten like Lucky Charms or Count Chocula. I'm not even arguing from a health perspective. I'm saying if you want to load your body with sugar and get that type two diabetes first thing in the morning, there are better vehicles <laughs> to eat sugar by than whatever the fuck this is. I'm going to get some Count Chocula for the house. I want you to try it because I think you'll see. Look, I get the argument. Why not start your day off with a fucking Snickers bar? It's a lighter, more pleasant experience. It's not. Yeah, you could start out your day just eating a giant Hershey's Kiss, but that's kind of heavy. Like cereal, it's kind of it's a it's light. It's more fun. You get to eat a lot of it. So is it light or are you eating a lot of it? I don't understand what the objective is. I mean, I, it's, there's no real, it's just kind of fun. It's like fun to, it's like cereal is like if you took a candy bar and just kind of ground it down and puffed it up and made it like bowl size. Like it's got all the sugar and calories of a candy bar, but like, I don't know, it tastes, takes longer. It's kind of fun. There's fun mascots. There's a, there's a rabbit that's constantly trying to steal it. There's a leprechaun that's constantly trying to steal it. Like. People are after your cereal, which makes you want it even more. There's a cookie cop who's constantly arresting a cookie crook who's trying to steal a cereal that is just a box of cookies. Cookie crisp. Yeah, this is why this needs so much marketing and so many characters. Because it's bad. I'll eat whatever cereal you put in front of me. But it is bad. I can tell it's going to be bad. I think you're going to like it. I mean, it's going to be bad for you, but I think when you eat cookie crisp, Count Chocula, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, uh, uh, French Toast Crunch, like Nintendo cereal, Mr. T (laughs) cereal, Captain Crunch, Oops All Berries. There was a mistake that was made one time at the Captain Crunch laboratory where they accidentally... Okay, so you know what Crunch Berries are, right? No. You don't know what Crunch Berries are? I don't. It's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm not trying to shame you here. It's just... Captain Crunch are these like little sugary puffs and then they come with these like fun little blueberries called Crunch Berries. Gotcha. But at one point there was an accident in the lab. No, not at the lab. <laughs> and a cereal that was only Crunch Berries came out and it's called Oops All Berries. Were the berries like the best part? Because Lucky no, Charms. No, they weren't. They weren't. Captain Crunch is way better than the Crunch Berry. Then why would you want a whole bowl of Crunch Berries? It was a mistake. <laughs> Oops All Berries. Oops All Berries. How do you fuck that up? I don't know. But like, so they filled all these boxes with this. With these berries, and then they commissioned logo art, hired graphic designers, gave it its own UPC code, put them on pallets, and shipped them out to America, I guess, before they realized that, oops, it was only berries in this. Oops, it's stuffed with asbestos. 
Oops, worst part of Calf to Crunch. Okay. All right. Now you kind of, now that your feet are wet in the cereal wars, I want to show you some, I want to show you some things. Take a look at this. Here's a box of Honey Nut Cheerios. There's a little bumblebee there that his, his name is, I forget his name, Honey or something. He, there's a fucking bumblebee. He's adding shit to the cereal. You see this? You heard of this? I see that the bee is putting honey on the cereal. Yeah, exactly. Honey Nut Cheerios. Do you know what a honey nut is? No. I don't either. Okay? You might, one might consider this just honey Cheerios. If you're adding honey to your tea, it's just honey and tea. But this is very specifically honey nut Cheerios, even though there's no nut here, right? Yeah, what is the nut? Right, exactly. Now take a look at this. Honey nut frosted flakes. Honey nut Cheerios are from General Mills. Honey Nut Frosted Flakes are from Kellogg's. You'll notice they have, there's a bee here and the same honey dipper thing. And it's not called Honey Frosted Flakes. It's called Honey Nut Frosted Flakes. Holy shit. How are you the first one to make this discovery? I, I don't know, but I am. And it's <laughs> weird that no one's talking about this. Kellogg's, this is just another shot across the bow. Kellogg's and General Mills. First, they dress up Tony the Tiger like Count Chocula, put Count Chocula's exact marshmallows in Frosted Flakes, change the color of their box to brown, just like Count Chocula. Now he's stealing from the Honey Nut Bee? Yeah, I, I really want to know what the justification in here is. Like, is there nutmeg in it or something? Is there chestnut? I need to know. I don't know what the nut is. But I do know the nut does not belong to Kellogg's. Kellogg stole General Mills's nut. Do you get this? I do. Now, check this out. Okay, here's just a regular-ass box of Frosted Flakes by Kellogg's. There's Tony the Tiger. Frosted Flakes, they're great. See it? Normal? Uh, normal. Normal, okay, great. This is from Kellogg's. Take a look at what those fuckers at General Mills did to get back at Kellogg's. Lucky Charms, Frosted Flakes. Is Frosted Flakes not trademarked? It's not. Corn Flakes and Frosted Flakes describe a type of flake, not a specific product. That's why every, every cereal company out there has something called Corn Flakes. Now, when you think of Corn Flakes, you probably think of Kellogg's Corn Flakes, which have the rooster on them, right? I know the rooster, yes. But... If the rooster's not on it, it could still be called cornflakes. But there's no brand equity around that rooster. His name's not like Roy the rooster or Jerry the rooster or Corny the cornflakes rooster. So as a result, anyone can have cornflakes. You'll even notice that on Kellogg's it's called Frosted Flakes of Corn. These are corned Frosted Flakes. So what does General Mills do to get back at, at Kellogg's? Lucky Charms, right underneath it, Frosted Flakes. Take a look at this Frosted Flakes logo. Sans serif font, big, bold. Frosted Flakes logo, sans serif font, big, bold. General Mills is counting on you 
to think that they are in collusion with Kellogg's, that this is some sort of like signed off on Marvel style, like cinematic serial universe, legitimate partnership. It is not. It's not a crossover. It's not an officially licensed crossover. This is Lucky the Leprechaun going, I'll show you, you fucking tiger. I'll put your frosted flakes in my cereal and I'll steal your pot of gold. This is for stealing or not. I put up a poll that was, how many people have heard of Count Arthur Chocula? 70% of people said yes. Is that his first name? Count Arthur Chocula? Yeah, Count Arthur Chocula. Is, I thought his name was just Chocula. Well, he has a first name, Arthur. Oh, okay. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Um, 30% of people on Twitter said they'd never heard of Count Chocula. Now, factoring in the Zoomer shit post 20, <laughs> it's just like 20% of people are going to... Like, 20% of this 30% are going to think it's fun to, like, lie to a boomer. 10% of America doesn't know who Count Chocula is, and that is what Kellogg's is counting on. They're counting on you to not know who Count Chocula is. Don't you get it? They're counting on you to not know the Count. Oh, no, they're winning the culture war in my head because I don't know who he is, so they have culturally Marxism to be. Yes, yes, thank you. Finally, someone <laughs> agrees with me. Now, I don't know who started this war. I'm going to dig into it because there are, there's websites that tell you like exactly when a UPC was activated and exactly when something was trademarked and put on the market. I want to know who shot first, Kellogg's or General Mills? Because I, I have now shown you three examples of a raging hot cold war between these two serial companies, and I don't know why I'm the only one talking about it. And it kind of pisses me off. We need to hire Agent 47 to merc Tony the Tiger. That will finally end the war between the two companies. This is not a joke, Sriracha. Clearly. There is, there is a, this is corporate espionage at the highest levels happening right in your cereal aisle. How is this not incredible to you? How is this, not, how is this espionage? It's happening right in front of you. That's what makes it so sneaky. <laughs> it's happening right under your nose. Who follows their nose? Toucan Sam. And where is Toucan Sam? Suspiciously absent <laughs> during all of this. All right. I will continue my reportage on the serial cold wars in future episodes. We will be right back after this. So Nathan had an experience with racism at Garfield Eats. More like Garfield racism. Oh, <laughs> no. So Nathan put up this story on his Instagram, which someone was so kind to send to me. <laughs> Hang on. let me. Now, this it. is Nathan Masry, the owner, proprietor, and operator of the Garfield Eats franchise. Because there's one in Toronto and there's one in London, Ontario. Yes. Massive legend here who <laughs> sent him <laughs> Massive legend here sent me basically a story of Nathan. Nathan Masri talking about he was at his London Garfield East location because miraculously, against the will of the, both the people and God, there are two Garfield Eats currently open in Canada. One in uh, Toronto and one in London. And he was at the London location and he was eating his big cow lasagna and I guess a woman came in and asked if they had, and I quote, Canadian pizza. And the guy was like, we have big cow pizza, lasagna, Roy's chicken pizza. And then the lady said, no, do you have like real Canadian pizza? And then Nathan got pissed off and was like, we don't serve uneducated on, because he was interpreting this as something racist. It's weird. 
Nathan will often throw the term uneducated around like an insult. Like, didn't he call that lawyer who tried to get him kicked out of the, their uh, uh, lease uneducated? Yeah, yeah, that's a go-to insult. It's, it's weird. Okay, so you were telling me about these, uh, this, this Instagram story the other day. An old lady, presumably an old white lady, asked for a Canadian pizza... Nathan says, like, get out of here, you racist. All of our pizzas are Canadian. Because we're in Canada. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I can't believe you're asking us non-white people for a Canadian. What is our pizza not good enough? Didn't he, like, throw her out and call her racist? It was He made a scene. He said that he told her to get out and that the customer is not always right and that they don't serve uneducated, unintelligent, racist people. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, I just wanted to establish that, like, he, like... He really made a scene about this lady. Because he was eating his... Because she did not know that he was eating his big cow lasagna behind her. And he said, I am the Canadian founder. Get the fuck out of my restaurant. Right. Who would have thought that the guy wearing an orange suit, the only person eating the food made at Garfield Eats, might be the owner. Yeah, ostensibly the only person in the restaurant. (laughs) Right. Okay. Okay. So after all this happens, then somebody DM'd him and was like... Hey, I think you might have what a Canadian pizza is wrong. Yeah. So then somebody DMs him and says, how do you know that she wasn't just asking for a Canadian pizza? Now, I don't know if the term Canadian pizza is something that is common throughout Canada. I've never fucking heard of it. But apparently when you Google what is a Canadian pizza, the first thing that comes up is a recipe that basically a Canadian pizza includes bacon, mushrooms, sausages, some shit like that. Okay. Now, I've never heard of a Canadian pizza either. Like, um, so right now the question is, is a Canadian pizza an actual thing? Like, say, a Hawaiian pizza? Like, we know what a Hawaiian pizza is. A Hawaiian pizza has chunks of pineapple on it. Yes. You know, like, is it an actual pizza that you can just commonly order and Nathan didn't know what a Canadian pizza was (laughs) and assumed this was a racist attack? Or... Is Nathan right? Like, was this like a some Karen walking in trying to get Garfield pizza from good white Canadians? White Canadian pizza. Exactly, which is also a, a flavor of, of pizza. Is it? Oh my God, he would probably lose his... Do you, hi, do you have a white pizza? Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is the question. Like, um, now when somebody says that they have been discriminated against... You got to take their allegations seriously. You have to look into them. You can't just assume that this was a racist attack. You can't assume it's not. I know how we can get to the bottom of this. How? There is a pizza pizza a block away from Garfield Eats. We're going to call that pizza pizza live on air. We're going to ask them for Canadian pizza. Ask them if they have a white pizza too. (laughs) Okay, hold on. All right, let's do it. Yeah. All right, they'll be able to hear you too. Thank you for calling Pizza Pizza. It's our pleasure to take your order. Our restaurants are open for pickup and delivery orders. We're now offering contactless delivery options for prepaid orders. Just ask for this when speaking to your agent. To receive the exact same order as last time, or to order from our express menu of commonly ordered items, press 1. That's convenient. To place your order now, press 3. All right. If you've already placed an order and... For quality assurance purposes, your this call may be recorded. This guy the most Canadian sounded guy. He's so friendly and positive. Recording. Oh, it hung up. All right, hold on one sec. Oh, no, they know. We're, <laughs> they know we're making fun of them. <laughs> Let me try that again. Thank you for calling Pizza Pizza. It- 
For quality assurance purposes, your call may be recorded. Good evening, this is Itai. May I start your phone number, please? Uh, sure. Hey, actually, I'm sorry. I just have a real quick question. Do you guys have Canadian pizza? Yeah. Uh, I'm calling from America. My friend doesn't believe that Canadian pizza exists. What comes on a Canadian pizza? Pepperoni, mushroom, bacon, crumble. Okay. Is that like a very common pizza in Canada, the Canadian pizza? Yeah. Okay, so like if I order like a pepperoni pizza or cheese pizza or Canadian pizza, like they're all the same kind of, they're all equally known. <laughs> okay, he hung up on me. Great, yes. I'm going to take that as a yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to take that as a yes as well. Okay, I'm going to call one more pizza pizza. Okay. Is this a different pizza pizza? This is a one that is, This there is another one that is also right down the street from Garfield God damn, there's so many pizzas on this change. Call Garfield these ass for a Canadian pizza. Okay, hold on. I will, you, should I do that? No. Okay, because I will. I can't believe he hung up on you. Yeah, I, I can. just asking questions. I can believe it. Wait, okay, no, actually that's the same number. Uh, just pick a different pizza chain. Yeah, I'll pick a different pizza chain. All right. There is a 241 pizza that is also on the same exact street as Garfield. My fucking God, why did they build another pizza place here? I don't know. It's almost like this guy's bad at business. Um, Okay, we are calling them. Place your order online. Please go to 241pizza.com. Welcome to 241 Pizza. To place your order, please press 1. To listen to your call might be recorded for quality and training purposes. I get banned. Oh, this, this is, is so nice. nice and I love Canada. I love you, Canada. Everyone there is super nice. That- Thank you for calling 2 for one Jen. Speaking, can I start with your phone number, please? Hey, sure. Uh, my phone number is 347-705-7617. Is that for delivery or pickup? Um, I, I, I'm sorry. I just have a quick question. Um, do you guys have Canadian pizza? Do we have what? Canadian pizza. Like a Canadian? Yeah, like a Canadian pizza. Yeah, yeah. Pepperoni, bacon, and mushroom. Excellent. I just wanted to thank you. Sriracha, you got any questions? Uh, No, I think that's it. All right, thank you so much. It's a very common pizza, as we've clearly proven. (laughs) We're two for two. Now, you're going to get banned from every pizza restaurant. (laughs) I will not get banned from every pizza restaurant. I will not. So, Canadian pizza, racist or no? What can we say? No, that this is just, you want to talk about uneducated? This is a pizza owner not knowing that there's a very common pizza called Canadian pizza in Canada that you can just order. Yeah, we're two for two at this point about Canadian pizzas. And so I'm going to assume that this is a common pizza you could just get in Canada. Also, after somebody messaged him, it was like, oh, maybe she was just looking for a Canadian pizza. He responded back that she was informed about the mushroom and the bacon and she didn't want it. And that she asked for, quote, someone else to help her, which, I mean, he interpreted that as someone else, meaning a white person. But honestly, if Nathan was serving me at a restaurant, I would probably also ask for something else. And his race has nothing to do with that conclusion. Yeah, it's I I think this lady was just asking for someone who knew what the basic fundamental pizzas of Canada, nay, of Bloor Street are. These are... Both all these restaurants bracket Garfield Eats. <laughs> Can you imagine having a fucking deal with like Garfield Eats being on your block? Just like 
you got to deal with like a crazy guy, like knocking on your window and going like, we're coming for you. Where are we with the two for one? You're about to be two for none. We're pizza, pizza, more like trash, trash. Go spray him with the hose again, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Nathan, it turns out you were wrong. Uh, there was not a racist attack against you. I don't know. Hopefully you can issue an apology to this lady and maybe give her some coupons. Hi, do you guys have a white power pizza? <laughs> okay. We'll be right back with voicemails. Welcome back to the Lotus Podcast. Lotus Podcast on the internet voicemail segment. Oh my God. This was probably one of the best weeks for voicemails. That's awesome. We've had. I'm so excited to play these voicemails. All right. We got five of them here. Our first one is called Riley. Oh, Riley Brooks Life Update. Our last time we talked about Riley Brooks, he, um, he said he weighed like 400 pounds and only ate from chain restaurants? Yes, that's correct. All right, let's see how his life is going. Hey, Sirius. Hey, Sriracha. It's me, your favorite boy, Riley Brooks. Yes, I am an incel. You are correct. <laughs> that's it. That's the whole voicemail. <laughs> and that was Riley Brooks' weekly life update. Oh, thank you, Riley. Please continue to call in and let us know how things are going. This isn't a joke. I love the Riley Brooks voicemail. No. Nothing makes me happier than saying, hey, this is your favorite boy, Riley Brooks, on the like the transcription thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's always the one I go to immediately. <laughs> yeah, because he, he's quality. He delivers quality. All right, this next, uh, speaking of quality, this next voicemail is called Anime Figure Conundrum. <laughs> hey, Sarah, this is Sarancho. Long story short, I've been collecting anime figures in secret for years now. And a couple of days ago, I finally built up the courage to display them in my room. Oh, no. But in doing so, my dad thinks I'm gay now. And <laughs> He's very old-fashioned and just doesn't get it. I don't understand this very boomer father that I'm not gay and that I just like cooming to cute anime girl figures. Why would... Bait. Why would having a bunch of scantily clad anime girls around make him think you were gay? Yeah, that's true. Uh, what What do your anime figures look like? Are, are we talking like Super Sonico or like lolly shit? Because I've got a different answer depending on the boob size of the anime girls you have displayed. Okay. What is the straightest anime maquette he could feature. You're you're an anime expert. The straightest anime maquette, the straightest anime character to have a crush on is that girl with the orange hair from Bleach. I think her name's Orihime or something. Hang on. I okay, because I was going to say Bulma in a rabbit costume. Anything in a rabbit costume. Anyone in a rabbit costume. Yeah, get one in a rabbit costume. Because he's just going to think that's a Playboy bunny. Exactly, If he's yes. a boomer, like, ha, Carl, her tits are out. She's got a little rabbit costume on. Hey, straighten his arrow, stiff as a board. All right, it what's the gayest character? I'm, I'm guessing to a boomer, it's just shirtless Goku. Yeah, any, of the, any one of men is going to set off the gay alarms. So you need to put, if you have any men, you need to hide that shame in your closet. And then you need to show dominance over your boomer dad by cooming on an anime figure and then leaving it in a public space in your home. What if you coom on some of the prized possessions in his man cave? If you coom on his, like, uh, on his... Ferrari girl's calendar or all over the big sturgeon that he that he mounted and stuffed on his wall like you do have to show dominance here yeah but we got to involve the anime figures in some way like I'm not gay dad I just like to jerk off to women it's not a gay bar it's femboy hooters shut the fuck up 
We need to know a little bit more about the figures this guy has. Yeah. Okay. All send right. Send us pictures. Yeah, send us pictures. Well, make sure they're clean pictures. Um, okay. Here's a voicemail called Consumer. Yes. Hey, Sriracha Asterios. It's James Dillon. Hey. Hey, I listened to the one about Funko Pops. And I was thinking, I really agree. Why would anyone ever want such a thing? That's so stupid. And then you mentioned that they had Red Dwarf Funko Pops. And I thought, oh, no. Oh, no. I need an Arnold Rimmer Funko Pop. That's the only character I've ever really identified with. Is this how one becomes a consumer? Please help. Okay, first off, I don't know whether or not they have Red Dwarf Funko Pops. I was trying to think of the dumbest thing you could license. And this guy wants it. He wants to consume. Um, Let me see if they have Red Dwarf Funko Pops real quick. I'm Googling this. Let's get that guy. Let's use the Patreon to get this guy a Red Dwarf Funko Pop. All right, let's see if they have Red Dwarf Funko Pops. Red Dwarf Funko Pop. No, according to... According to the fanatics at FunkoFanatic.com, how come there are no Red Dwarf Pops? No. Why are there no Red Dwarf Pop vinyls? Red Dwarf Pops on the Funko Pop Reddit? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to to make you think that, like, there's an Ace Rimmer Funko Pop or a little Funko Pop going like, He's Arnold, Arnold, Arnold Rimmer. His, his pecs are big and oh so trimmer. Sorry to make you think there's an adorable cat, uh, that guy with the weird uh, polygonal head, the, the random girl they would just add to any cast to kind of like, in case you were worried that all these characters were gay, they're like, no, there's a girl here now. Like, uh, sorry. But if there's any podcast that could get Red Dwarf Funko Pops, it's the loudest podcast. So if there's any people from there, if there's any Funko Pop think engineers listening to this, you give us Ace River. Yeah, if there's anybody who makes custom Funko Pops or some shit, you give us Ace River and get that guy his goddamn Red Dwarf Funko Pop. Yeah, I want to date Funko Pop and just hang out with the rest of my Funko Pops and be all relatable and shit. And I even want the season where, like, I don't know, humanity came back and there were a bunch of military dudes for some reason, which kind of threw out the whole concept of just humans lazing around in space. I want all the Funko Pops! I want a custom Funko Pop of mashed potato as Agent Pork T7, which is Agent 47, but he's a pork and he has a gun. And I need the gun. That's the most important part. He's wearing a little suit and he has a gun. What's he using that gun? I mean... Shooting managers of Panera Breads. Wait, why? Because they lock up. They don't let you go dumpster diving anymore. They put the lock on the dumpster because they don't want the homeless or the birds digging through and eating the day-old bread. Regardless of the fact that it's perfectly fine, it just wasn't baked fresh that particular morning. Goodness. Okay, no, that is probably the biggest villain in Brooklyn, nay, the world. You got to let mashed potato in that dumpster. It's just garbage to you anyway. Who Give cares? Kim a gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a couple more Funko Pop. Wow, Funko Pops really got people's. People are pissed. Yeah, it's really activated people's almonds. This one is called More Funko Pop Hatred. Hey, Asterios. Hey, Sarancha. Uh, Jack in Houston here. Love the hey. show. Been listening. Uh, since it began, uh, Thank I just you. wanted to say that I enjoyed the segment where you guys talked about Funko Pops the other day. Uh, <laughs> I think the, the downfall of humanity. They're the worst yes. thing ever. And I actually yes. wrote a song about it. And I'm going to send it to the, the email. You guys can play it if you want. Um, but yeah, I just, just hate the fact that they 
don't look like what they represent 99% of the time, and people who collect them, if you say anything negative about them, they get super defensive. I know, That's true. they so, do. You know, me just wanting to harass them more about it. Yes. And uh, ask them why they're not doing something more useful with their lives, because at the end of the day, collecting plastic crap is not the same thing as, you know, learning how to do something or uh, en- enriching your uh, your horizons by, like, you know, learning a language or even playing a video game or reading a book. Like, it, it just seems like such a... It not really adds a negative value to yourself so, when I know uh, that you collect Funko Pops. good work. Love the show. Um, and uh, take these... Do you think you're going to live forever, Funko Pop collectors? Is that what you think is going to happen? Do do you think $12 grows on trees? At no point will you need to, like, will you need to fucking buy a house? At no point will you need to send a kid to college? I hate Funko Pops. I hate everything they represent. And the only thing I don't hate in relation to Funko Pops is this song, because this song slaps. Oh, he did write the song? Yes, play it. It's good. Okay, this th- th- there's a voicemail here called Funko Pop is not a personality. Creepy little eyes, creepy little guys. They don't look like what they represent. You tell them lies. <laughs> Great. Good five wow. stars. Wow. Ten out of ten. That is amazing. Wow. Okay. Well, that's a pretty great note to go out on. I, just to tell you a couple of things again. Like I said at the beginning, uh, we are moving the show to Wednesdays. We're moving the show to Wednesdays because of this. Me and Sriracha both work day jobs. And when Saturday rolls around, we are usually exhausted and we just want to like sleep in. We're tired. We're, we're, we're tired. We're like we adults. We want to do the show. We want to play Hitman all day. Yeah, we just want to ch- So, like, Sunday is when we record. That's not giving Zwick enough time to turn it around. Like, it's kind of unfair to ask him to, like, edit an episode in less than 24 hours. So, like, we want to give him some more time to polish this stuff up and do it right. Right. And yeah. t- usually we'd have Zwick chained to the washing machine in the basement. Yeah. But uh, he's been bitching. He's really been bitching for the past week. He says he needs, like, sunlight and more water. And I, I gave him a tortilla with hot sauce on it wow. for his weekly meal last week. And, of course, I had to beat him after he said yeah. that. So mm-hmm. I figured I'd give him one extra day to go out in the sun before I I beat the shit out of him to do the pot. Yeah, exactly. And and by the way, this is not something that Zwick has asked for because he was in the military. Like, at no point will he ever show weakness. Like, at no point. I, I've always, like, when I email him the files, I often, like, write, like, hey, you can get it to us on Tuesday or Wednesday. It's not a big deal because it's just, like, he's in his 30s. Like, I don't want him. He's not, like, some 18-year-old. Like, I don't want him killing himself on this thing. But, like, he, ref- he like, refuses to not stay up all night and hit these deadlines. So like we're pushing into Wednesdays just cause it's like, well, if you're going to fuck, 
If you're not gonna, if like, if you're not gonna rest, then we're gonna make you rest. God, you work too hard, Swift. We're gonna make you do it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna exactly. Uh, so we are moving the show to Wednesdays. We got a couple other things. Um, this week, you will be seeing a brand new cartoon from Mimi. Yori. Uh, she animated a couple of months ago, uh, Sriracha talking about drive through boomers. And she's done an incredible animation of our Heathcliff versus Garfield debate that we had on the show a little while ago. It's fantastic. I can't wait for you guys to see it. Thank it's, you, Mimi Yori. Yeah, thank you so much. It's full color. And she also like applied this cool like watercolor look to us. It's really neat. Uh, you can go to youtube.com slash Asterios to see it. Um, the sticker club is going super well. Thank you to all the new people who joined at the 15th hour level so they could become part of the sticker club and get June's, uh, June's limited edition unique sticker, uh, which was for Dark Side Jills. And they're already in the mail, right? Absolutely. They are on the way to you. July's sticker is, uh, the, uh, Lime and the Coconuts. And we've introduced a new mechanic. We made, okay. For July, one out of every 10 members of the sticker club will get a limited edition holofoil sticker of me and Sriracha from the Loudest Podcast. It's very, very cute, and you will like it, and it will be rare, and one day it will be currency after the end times arrive. <laughs> we, are no- we are hand numbering them, um, so you will see exactly which one you get. Um, we, are- we will send 10 out every month. Whether or not you get it is completely random. We'll do it lottery style. But yes, we are now adding Chase variant stickers to the sticker club. As a nerd, I am so excited to do this. And one of you, and just because you didn't get it last month, doesn't mean you're going to get it the next month. It's going to be completely random every time. One of you might get it every month. (laughs) Exactly. We don't know. This is a fucking lottery. And when they're gone, they're gone. So... You got a one in 10 chance of getting it if you join the sticker club uh, for July's unique sticker. And then finally, um, I'll get into this more a little bit later, but me and Berries and Cream wrote and drew and printed a brand new 20 page uh, zine. It's a little magazine where me, it's me and Sriracha exploring the world of manga. Uh, it's printed backwards, so you read it like a manga. It's super, super cute. For, yeah, from left to right, um, we printed on a bunch of these, and we will be in, we will also be sending these out to $15 patrons pretty soon. I'll tell you more about that in a few weeks, because I, I, I'm chattering too long. But uh, again, we're moving to Wednesdays. Thank you for joining the Sticker Club. You go to youtube.com slash stereos to watch our new cartoon, and that's all I got. It's going to be great. Thank you, everybody, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.